Well, good morning. My name is John. I'm the lead pastor, and I'm so glad that you're able to join us today. Uh, so last Sunday, uh, we were doing one of our live services. Uh, so we had, you know, real people that were going to be live on the stage and real people that were going to be live in the audience. And it was before the service started, and our band was on stage doing sound check rehearsal. And so I decided I was going to take a little walk around the neighborhood just to, you know, get my, you know, head clear for the morning. And as I was walking down the sidewalk, I was walking past this door, and you know the, the the door was wide open, and we had our sign with you know the arrow pointing in, and we had our big tall flag, and just letting everyone know, like, hey, this is where a good portion of Christ Church Albany is going to be meeting today. And then I, the band was on stage rehearsing and doing their sound check, and the sound was just pouring out the door and just I mean all down the sidewalk around the block you could hear the sound of our band and they just sounded so so good and a thought went through my head like what are the chances you think that like someone else might be you know out on a Sunday morning stroll today or you know maybe someone in one of the houses that lives right here and they would like see all this too you know they would see the open door they would see the arrow pointing inside they would hear the music and something would move in their head something would move in their heart and think, you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna follow that arrow I'm gonna walk in that door I'm gonna you know follow where that music is leading me and I'm gonna go in I'm gonna walk inside that room and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to participate in the service today and it's a part of me that like I would love for that to happen because I know what's gonna happen in that room it's not just that we have like a good band on stage. Like we have a band that's going to be leading people in worship. Um, they're going to be leading people in lyrics that are like prayers that like we have the ability to to sing to a living God. Uh, they have the ability to something happens you know when we sing, especially together, uh, where we're like in the very presence in like a, a different emotional way of Jesus. Uh, I knew that later on in that service, we were going to be continuing our sermon series, talking about the Sermon on the Mount and going through the Beatitudes and talking about these very clear and life-changing ways that Jesus tells us to live, that Jesus says is actually, even though it's countercultural, even though it's upside down, that it's actually the best way to live. Uh, and I knew the other people that were already in that room and the people that would be gathering in that room. And I just, I love, you know, our, our church, the, the group of people. And we have some of the best people that I know. And if you were to go in there and you were to meet some of them, I mean, some of the, the kindest, some of the most generous, and some of the, the funniest, best storytelling. And what I know is that anyone who would walk in that room, that by being a part of that worship, but by learning about those ways in which Jesus tells us to live and if they were to actually apply it, if they were to connect and become friends with the kind of people that were gonna be in there, it would just be so, so good. I mean, it might be a life-changing event for them, for them to walk through that door and participate with everything that we do when we come together on Sunday mornings. But I mean, come on. Uh, what are the chances that somebody that anybody would just randomly decide that they're gonna walk into a door even though it's open and welcoming that they would follow a sign even though it says it's you know available for everybody what are the chances that someone would just walk in uh, for the last few weeks we've been looking at this famous sermon that Jesus did called the Sermon on the Mount it's found in Matthews 5 6 and 7 
And for the last few weeks, uh, we've been looking just at the very, very beginning of the sermon of what we call the Beatitudes. It's these eight values that Jesus says that if you were to live this way, that this is the the, the pathway to the blessed, to the happy, uh, to an enviable life, a life that other people see and they say, I, man, that I want what you have. Just the, 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 the things inside of you, the way in which you go about your day, I just, I wish I had that. And we've been talking about that. And this week we're moving on uh, in the sermon, and this is the next part that Jesus says. Uh, this is in Matthew chapter 5. Uh, Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. You, and you, and me, and all of us, you are the salt of the earth. Uh, now, it, in that day, uh, they would have had a very clear picture of what Jesus meant when he was talking about the idea of salt. Uh, for many of us, when we think of salt, we think of uh, a seasoning. We think of something that we you know, add flavor, and especially this time of the year, one of my favorite things is corn on the cob, and man, you put some butter, and you put some salt on the corn on the cob, and it just you know, makes it taste so, so much better. Uh, but for them, salt wasn't so much uh, of a seasoning. Uh, salt was a preservative. Uh, in that day, 2,000 years ago, there wasn't any refrigeration, there wasn't any way to like keep food good. So if you had meat, if you had fish, it was going to spoil, it was going to become rotten very, very quickly unless you found a way to preserve it. And so they would take this coarse sea salt and they would just rub it into the meat and rub it into the fish. And once you got in there, then it would take this meat that very quickly was on its way to, to rotting that was on its way to spoiling, that was on its way to becoming just a just smelly, gross, disgusting thing. And it would preserve it. And it would make it where it was healthy, uh, where it was good to eat for a very long time. And the folks in Jesus' day would have very well looked around at, at a culture with so many things that were just becoming rotten, uh, that were just, you know, in the process of breaking down, that we're in the, in the process of decaying and just seeing a, the, a culture that is going in a path that is just not good. And they would have thought, man, wouldn't it be great if there was something that could like take these things that are just falling apart in our culture and finding a way to preserve it. And Jesus says that you are the salt of the earth. Uh, then uh, Jesus goes on and he says, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. And again, when Jesus' audience would have heard that, you know, 2,000 years ago, they, you know, no electricity, you know, the idea of like flipping on a switch. Uh, they lived in a world where once the sun went down, it got very, very dark. And maybe you've experienced that before. Maybe you've gone camping before, you know, and you're, you know, in your tent, it's in the middle of the night, and you're trying to find something, and it's just, you know, it's very, very, very hard to see anything. You're walking down a path somewhere. Or maybe you've been in your house where the power has gone off, and you know, you're trying to, you know, find your way around. And if you're lucky, you'll, you'll get a candle, or you get a flashlight, and all of a sudden you have this, like, little beam of light. And it doesn't illuminate everything, maybe, but it helps you be able to see what's in front of you. And it can help you avoid, you know, uh, things that you might bump into, stub your toe on, things you might step on. It helps show you the path in which you should go that will be the, the best, the, the safest way to go. And again, in, in Jesus' day, they would have looked around and there would have been so many things that just felt so 
dark. Just, just so oppressive. And many times they just, they just weren't sure like, okay, where do we go? Like, where is a path? You know, what, what, what is the, the way forward in this dark world? And Jesus says that you are the light of the world. And Jesus tells us that we are the light of the world, that we are the salt of the earth. And when we look around our world, like we, we, our world needs some salt and it needs some light. Uh, this uh, past week, I got a chance to participate in uh, this march uh, over uh, the last couple weeks in our city. There's just been a, a, a string of, of homicides, of murders. And so there was a, a group that was gonna be getting together and they were gonna do a, a march from a Swimberg Park uh, up here uh, downtown to Grand Street. And as they were going to be walking, they were going to walk past many of the, 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 the physical sites where these homicides, where these murders have happened, and they were going to just stop and, and, and reflect. And I was uh, a part of the march uh, for a little while, and at one point I was walking, and there was uh, this group of people, and they were all wearing shirts with a, a picture on there of somebody. And so it was obviously the, 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 whoever you know, that picture was was someone that they were marching on behalf of. And so I asked uh, a woman who was uh, walking next to me, yeah, who is it you guys are, are marching for? And she said, we're, we're marching for my fiance who was killed last week. And just, I mean, a, a world where there's that kind of violence and where there's that kind of murder and where people are losing their loved ones and their sisters and their brothers and their fiances. It's just a world that is just decaying, that, that, that is falling apart. And what is going to like preserve that? Well, what is going to make that better? And what are the chances that you know this world that you know and these people that might be you know strung towards violence or might be in the midst of grieving? What are the chances you think that they might be just walking down the street one Sunday morning and hear our music and walk in? Or is there another way that salt needs to be brought to them? Uh, one of the reoccurring. Uh, us, things that people were talking about as we were marching is, you know, what, what, what is the solution? You know, what's the path forward? And one of the things that everyone agreed on is that what we need is we need more people involved, especially we need more people involved with our young people. Uh, we need mentors. Uh, we need role models. Uh, we need people that are going to get involved in people so that they can see a, what's a different way to live, what's a better way to live, what's a nonviolent way to live, what's a way to give them more solutions. And so many of these kids, so many of these youth, that, uh, so many of these parents, adults, that desperately need mentors, that desperately need role models. Uh, what do you think the chances are that they're just gonna decide that they're gonna hear the music pouring out our building one day and they're gonna see our sign and that they're just gonna decide that they are going to walk in? Uh, there's been numerous articles, I'm sure that you have seen them too, talking about that uh, over the last 15, 16 months that we just have a real epidemic uh, of loneliness, isolation, and just like a whole mental health crisis around those things. Because even before the pandemic, you know, so many people felt lonely and, and were struggling with different forms of depression and mental health and didn't really feel like that they had many people in their lives and then a pandemic came along and it's just gotten so, so much worse and there's just so many people that just feel like they're going through all these difficult things and they feel like they are 
all alone in this world. And I, what I know, I mean, th there's people that are part of our church, some of you that would just, if, if they could build a friendship with you, if they could, you know, spend time, they would know that like there are people that would love to love them, that would love to make sure that they are not alone. But what are the chances that they are just going to decide that they are going to just walk into this building one day? Uh, or for that matter, I mean, one of the things we talk about all the time is that, you know, we want to be a group of people who love Jesus, love each other, and love the world. And like we really believe in every single one of those things. We really believe that the way of Jesus is absolutely the best way to live and that everyone would be better in their life if they had a real, lasting relationship with Jesus. But what are the chances that they're just going to decide that they're going to walk in this room and hear these teachings about Jesus? Uh, we believe that everyone, if they were in a church community, that everyone, if they were making an impact in the world, the serving, generosity, that it really is all the best way to live. But how are they ever going to hear about it? Uh, should our plan be that, you know, we're just going to maybe put more signs up around the building. That way, you know, it's even more clear. Here's the doors that you go in. You know, should we turn the sound system up even louder and open up more doors and windows so that way the sound is pouring out even more on Sunday morning. That way, hopefully, somehow people will just hear about what we're doing on Sunday morning services and then they will happen to come in. Should that be our strategy to be salt and light? Or should it look different? Uh, some of you uh, might remember a couple of uh, years ago, uh, we uh, handed out these little salt shakers on a Sunday morning and we uh, dyed uh, orange, uh, some, the, the salt orange because, you know, Christ Church Albany, we have, just have a thing with orange. And we passed these out to all of you. And if, if you didn't get one or you lost yours, uh, we still have some. So uh, feel free to uh, come and get one. And the idea was that we wanted you just to take this with you. And maybe put it somewhere where you're gonna see it. You know, put it on you know the, the dashboard or in the cup holder of your car. Uh, put it on the desk at work. Uh, put it on your, your porch in your home. As a reminder that God's plan for how he wants to preserve the things that are decaying in this world. That God's plan for how he wants to show light and how he wants to show a path of here's the way you want to go is that you are the salt of the earth. You are the light. And that God's plan for your street is for you to, to be salt right there. That the God's plan for your school, for your office, is for you to be the person who's gonna be salt, who's gonna preserve the things that are falling apart, that are decaying, that are going rotten. Uh, that God's plan for your family, that God's plan for wherever, for, for the, 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 the coffee shop that you might have to be in, that God's plan for you is that you are the salt of the earth. Uh, so, uh, practically, uh, what does that look like? Uh, what does that look like for Ashley and I on the, on the street that we live in to, to be salt and to be light? Uh, what does that look like for you know, the, the, the schools that our kids go to and as we drop our kids off and we pick them up each day and we have conversations with our parents, with the other parents there and as our kids are building relationships there, uh, as we go to the playgrounds that we go to on a normal basis, as uh, I, I meet different people around different places, as you go to the place of what does it look like for us to be salt 
and light. Uh, a couple pretty uh, practical things. Uh, the first thing is that we should be in constant prayer uh, for what God is doing. Uh, what we believe is that God absolutely loves your street. He loves the people uh, that are around you. And God has some sort of a plan of what he wants to do. And he has put you there for a very specific reason. And so part of what we all need to do is just tap into what is God's plan? What is God already doing here? And so I would encourage you to take time, regular time, walking up and down your street, maybe walking around your office, walking around your school, just praying and asking God, what is it that you want here? What is it that you are already doing? And then, as you pray, it might take days, it might take weeks, it might take months, it might take years. As you keep praying, if at some point God puts just a little, you know, in your mind, someone you're supposed to talk to, something you're supposed to do, an idea you're supposed to be a part of, whatever that is, act on it. Because I believe that is God encouraging you to be salt and light right there. Uh, the next thing uh, that you can do is to make sure that you are actually living this thing out. Uh, what we've been talking about for the last eight weeks is that Jesus has called us to live in this way where we are supposed to be living this upside down counter-cultural way, which means that there should be something about the way in which we live, the way in which we spend our money, the way in which we uh, interact with other people, the way in which you know our relationships, you know our romantic relationships, our relationship with our kids, our relationships with our friends, the way in which we handle when things aren't going well. There should be something about how we live every moment of our lives that just looks different, uh, that looks upside down, and that hopefully looks incredibly compelling. And when we live those ways, then that will generate conversations. Uh, and uh, a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote uh, to a church in uh, Colossae, it's called uh, Colossians, in Colossians uh, chapter 4, he says this, he says, be wise in the way you act towards outsiders, those that are not a part of church community yet. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Paul's idea is that if you are living in this wise, intentional, beatitudes type way, that at some point people will see the way in which you live and they'll be like, hey, I gotta ask you a question. Why? <laughs> why is it that you, you, you act that way? Uh, why is it that you spend your money that way? Why is it that you treat other people that way? Why is it that you are so inclusive? Uh, why is it that like you just seem like you just have more just patience, that you just seem like you have more joy, more like, what is going on inside you? And as you're living that way, you will generate those kind of conversations and you will be able to spread salt and you will be able to spread light. Uh, and then lastly, uh, this is something that we've talked about this through this whole series. That this isn't something that we just like effort on our own of okay, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna go out in the community and I'm gonna be salt and I'm gonna be light and I'm gonna live this different way. Uh, this is something that is changing on on the inside of us, and it's changing so radically on the inside that we just like 
are compelled to want to do this. That this is not just something that we're trying to do. This is just who we are. Which brings us back to both communion that we take each week and why we have arrows pointing inside doors and why we do things in these doors. Is that when we come together in this building, or maybe for you when you come together with a couple people in your house, or when you come together with a couple people and then you guys walk dogs together or you go to a park together, but when you come together with other people and we spend time focusing on who Jesus is, we get this clear picture that Jesus is someone who absolutely loves us. And Jesus is someone who wants to see the the decaying and broken parts of our lives and he wants to preserve those and he wants to make them healthy again. That Jesus wants to come into the dark places of our lives and he wants to show us a, a right way to go. And as we trust in Jesus, we see Jesus start to change us from the inside out. We just can't help but want to spread that to all other people and to see everyone have that kind of salt in their life, to have everyone have that kind of light in our life. And so when we focus on Jesus as the center of our lives and how much he loves us, it just becomes a part of who we are and that's the community that we want to be. Uh, so this morning, let's take some time and remember that there's a God who loves you uh, enough that he came to earth to be with all of us. And then he loves us so much that he was willing to go to the cross to pay for our sins and to make sure that nothing can keep us from him. Let's take the bread. salt and light in our lives. Same we pray. Amen. Love you guys. We'll see you next week.